Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here I am. Um, it's Wednesday in LA. I'm joined by Noah and Anya. What's up, girlies? How are you? International Women's Day. I hate this day. Can I just say, oh. I think it's just posturing. I, it, like, I just, Matt's post was nice, but I don't want to be included in any other Women's Day posts. Is it we like, like day? are there holiday? men's days? It just feels um, like, it just feels like we have to give them one because they're lesser. It's a or Russian like, holiday. Like, what? It's a big deal in Russia. It's a Russian holiday. Oh yeah, holiday. that's the, I knew that. Gleb told me that. <laughs> Back in the uh, Dancing with Stars days, yeah. he's like, it Huge. is not, it's not even option. He like was giving, he gave his like ex-wife flowers. He had to buy her, his like fill a room with flowers because it's like he's the mother, she's the mother of their child. Like there's no, or maybe it wasn't that. He was just talking about something like, he's like, oh, he had to like fly home early. Maybe it was, it was his <laughs> yeah. wife at the time, but he like had to fly home early to observe it in order to like, make sure his marriage would be okay his russian marriage because it's like a day you cannot it's valentine's day times a thousand well i think it's cool because it has to do with uh women gaining the right to vote in russia in 1917 so we don't know it's that. not just okay, like a so frivolous if we knew thing. that i guess yeah that's that's really what year did they gain the right to vote 1917 96? wait what not a we were 1920 they were 1917 wow they were ahead of us Sorry to make a joke that Russia was behind us. Um, yeah. 1917. Well, do you know this because you're Russian or do you like know it from? I just it looked up? it up today because I was uh, wishing my mom 
and all my Russian relatives, happy International Women's Day. Do you know that it's that you can't skip it as a R- Russian? Only is in it the very last important? few like, years, my mom has suddenly become very attached to Russian holidays. I think as she gets older, she's like, like the other day, she's like, happy, oh, I'm sorry to any Russians listening, but she was like, happy Molsnita or some something. I'm like, what? And then I right. look it up. I'm like, this is like a religious thing. You're not even religious. What are you t- talking about? And mm-hmm. she's like, well, like I wasn't allowed to celebrate. I'm like, you're just watching Putin on TV and like getting really nationalist right now. Right. In well, your 80s. <laughs> I, I, if you're Russian, happy International Women's Day. If you're American, you're using it as an excuse to like post women you want to bang or whatever. Not ba- like <laughs> Matt. I know what Matt did. Matt did it because Matt does not want to ha- Matt does not want to celebrate his own birthday. And so he's yeah, got to deflect. Today. He doesn't want he's too much love for him so he's got to give it back uh-huh. out. I know what Matt's doing. I appreciate what Matt's doing. I so like that was so sweet. I like almost thought about crying um about his post. I like oh was almost like should I let this in? No, can't. Got a podcast to do. Got to wake up. Uh, but it I was gotta so, say, so nice. I love how much you both know each other so well on tour. I'm often like, wow, like Matt really gets Nikki in a way sometimes like he knows things about you that I don't and you know things about him that I don't not that you have confided them in each other. You could just intuitively get each other in a cool way that I'm always like, I love yeah, that. We're both like depressed, um, really <laughs> anxious, feely. Um, uh yeah, emotional, moody. Hmm? I don't know uh, that. But like he understands your darkness and like certain things about like your relationship with your family that I sometimes am like. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. He's like, yeah, don't forget like X Y Z about her. I'm like, right. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh-huh. And you'll yeah, be the I, same about him. But you, do you think I'm right about he can't take all the attention on him? And yeah, so he's, he's he really yeah. embraced this holiday. He would have picked, I mean, if it was like a National Waffle Day, he would have been posting about well, like waffles. Also his, just deflect. like the last few videos he's done have all starred women. And I do th- like my friends. No, Scott he's a Coffey, total who's feminist. A director, and like, yeah, he loves women. He loves women for sure. He's, he's, he just thinks he has a cool. woman's soul. No offense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like that I say no offense. I'm such a feminist. I'm like, well, that would be offensive. But to <laughs> men, sometimes it could be offensive. I, I, I'm saying it as a compliment. Like he's... Uh, has depth but he also is very masculine and there are some times that i'm like there is a definite cleave in between the way i would respond to this and the way he does or like you know he doesn't want to hear about the cheshire murders like that is like that's very feminine to me of like it's too sensitive for my woman ears (laughs) like like he he like can't handle hearing about violence which is a good trait like we shouldn't be hearing about violence all the time it's that's a good trait but that is so sweet and <laughs> yet feminine he 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 told yet me a story he, the other day yet he, he has street. a lot of rage inside him again i think it's deflection of like i can't hear about this because i'm thinking about it all the time yeah. <laughs> okay yeah one day the he came home day, and he was like oh sorry wait we have to say what happened you i first. told i kind of um easter egged it fashion it yesterday with um I was talking about we had a lot of experience at Marriott's. We were at this Marriott in Charles, Charleston, South Carolina. We'll never be back. So just <laughs> be on the lookout for the Marriott in Charleston, South Carolina. There We check in that day and I just get a vibe about the guy at the front desk. I walk in and I, I can't put my finger on it, but I was greeted 
in a way that was like he thought I thought I was better than him or something. And so he kept projecting all of this like, I'll be done in a second. Oh, this torture will be over soon of him telling me the times for the breakfast or like where the where the pool is, the amenities there. But he didn't tell me any of that. He was just, you know, running my card and stuff. And he goes and I did not. I remember as soon as I sensed it, because before he said anything, I sensed that he thought I hated him or something. And so I was being overly like, wake up, because I had just woken up from the car ride. I was kind of like, just walked in like a zombie. I wasn't being rude. I didn't just like, checking in, this is my name. Like, I was, I know that I wasn't unpleasant. Maybe I wasn't completely engaging. My thought is he knew who I was, and he assumed, or he thought, I don't know what it was, why he hated me so much off the gate, but I felt this make massive resentment towards myself. And I remember scurrying away so quickly and just taking my key and being like, I didn't even ask him where the ho- the elevators are. Usually it's kind of confusing when you check into hotels. I found that it's never intuitive where the elevators are. They have to be like, it's around this pole. And then you take a left and then you go another right. And they say it so fast, like, cause it's like, it's so easy for them. So, I just figured it out on my own because I just this guy in this bow tie was so unpleasant and made so many little <laughs> snide comments under his breath that were were said to like make me feel like sorry this is taking so long but it wasn't it was almost like you're being rude ma'am and I'm gonna acknowledge that you're so rude and so impatient with me even though I wasn't being I know what I'm were impatient. you asking like oh you know could no, you I help didn't me ask out? anything no? you just I, you I, weren't just saying say anything she no, walked in and, and she was maybe wearing that sunglasses. Was you were huh. a little bit like you looked a little bit like somebody maybe famous, but you had sunglasses on and you were coming in like a little like ugh, like some of the just I like, was holding a pillow up. that had like spray tan all over it. Like I'm like <laughs> I had sunglasses on. I had like my so sleep maybe, mask in my pillow and I had big, big sunglasses. Maybe that looks like I think I'm special or important or I, I felt like they were looking down on all of us like because we were maybe disheveled or I I don't know. Like it felt oh, very much like we were being it. judged. Because it was it was like a place. There was, was like fancy. a white they people were convention a going on where they were whispering <laughs> the N-word uh, in seersucker suits <laughs> yeah. for sure. Like you just looked at on this. So many both commons times. and there was just a bunch of old rich white men who definitely were going to drop some fucking N-bombs later that night in, 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 in the comfort of one another. You could just tell that was the type of people these people were. Just like kind of alcoholic, rich, think they're better than everyone Bloated. else. And you're at a fucking Marriott, so maybe upgrade a little bit. Calm down. Like, it's not that nice. <laughs> um, we're, we're staying there because we have three rooms that we're getting. Otherwise, I would be staying somewhere nicer. This isn't even that nice of a place. Mr. Bowtie at the front desk who thinks you're better than us. But the Bowtie guy so, wasn't one of these guests. He was an employee. So that, yes. like, I'm trying to And that's another thing of this bow tie motherfucker <laughs> thought he was better than us I, I, because he worked there. I'm like, you work at a Marriott. No, no offense to anyone that's a, a proud job, but like, don't act like you're like the governor or that you're like, you are a judge. Like, he acted like he was a, a judge. Like, you know, judges have that like, <laughs> like pomp, judging Southern who judge. he's letting in. <laughs> yes. So then I, the night before I had been at a Marriott and, or maybe, you know, last weekend or something. And I couldn't find the hairdryer in the hotel room, which is another kind of like scavenger hunt. Every time you go to a hotel room, it's like where they're putting the hairdryer. If you're a man, you don't know this struggle, but it's sometimes in a drawer in the bathroom. It's sometimes hanging in the bathroom. It's sometimes hanging behind the door. It's sometimes in the closet in a drawer. Like, it, So I looked in every place that it usually is, couldn't find it. 
So I call down to the front desk and I literally say, and the front desk is not the front desk, which is what I come to find out. It's some dispatch center that has all the information about the hotel and then they direct you. So I said to the woman that answers, who's probably in India, let's be honest, but she had a good fake accent. Um, I said, hi, um, do you know where the hairdryers are in the room? That was my question. Not, I didn't get a hairdryer because I made the mistake last time. I was like, they forgot to put one in. And they're like, <laughs> it's in the drawer in the closet. And I'm like, okay. Like I was just, and I was like, oh shit. I didn't check that. I'm sorry. Thank you. So I made them, I made that mistake before this time I phrased it. Do you know where the hairdryers are located in the room? And she goes, oh, they didn't put one in there. Okay. She was like, she goes, they did it. They they didn't put one in there either. Like she almost just got a call about like there's not one mm. in there. So it, to me, I was like, it should be. An, it's probably in an obvious place. If I didn't see it, she's not gonna think like, ma'am, you didn't check. Blah blah blah. So I go. Um, she goes, we'll send one right up. And I said, I actually have to leave in literally three minutes. I was just gonna take it with me to this thing I'm going to, and bring it back. Can I pick it up at the front desk? I'm headed down there now because I was on the tenth floor. The elevators took really long time. I was like, this is easier. She was like. Uh, I don't know if it'll, uh, I'll figure out how to do that. For, and then that's when I knew she's not on the ground floor. She is somewhere else. Like this is going to be right. hard for her to communicate, but I, she was going to attempt it. So I go downstairs minutes later and I see fucking bow tie across this kind of really big lobby. Nice lobby, big, like uh, marble lobby. So he's like far away. He's probably like 30 feet away and I can see it. And, and if you work, if you work anywhere, I've worked in so many places. If a customer comes within your periphery, you know about it. Especially someone who's worked at a place this long, like this motherfucker. I'm guessing has because he's climbed the ranks. He he's aware of his space. I he ignored me like he was working the Delta desk. Like you can only be that <laughs> ig ignoring of a customer if you work in the airlines. Because I've seen it happen. You can be right in front of them and they won't look at you. They'll act like they are they have to finish typing their thing. And I respect it. That is just, they their jobs are such fucking hell and they're treated so mistreated all the time that I kind of just know they'll, they'll get to me when they can. Even though it does annoy me. This time, this guy is alone in the lobby. It's, five, it's six o'clock. There's no one checking in. There, he might have work to do. I'm not disregarding that. There might, he's casually typing. I walk all the way across. I know he can sense me at least. I'm guessing he sends me right away as I reach the road, like into the rotunda, like 30 feet away, if not more. And then I am walking towards him. He purposely doesn't look up. And I'm used to staying at hotels. They are so hospi hospitable. They're always like, what do you need, ma'am? Like if they're not busy, they look up. This guy was just typing to be typing. I could just tell. And he just, I knew he saw me. It's so ironic. I'm getting a call from my front desk of my building right now. They're like, we hear you talking about front desk people on your podcast. If you want to do that, please know that you must respect all of us. It is front desk, international front desk worker day. This is not the day to be doing this. Um, hold on. Can I just get this really quick? Yes. Hel Go for it. Yeah. Hello? Oh, really? Oh, great. No, no, no. You're fine. Thank you so much. Um, you know what? Um, I am not in town, but I'll have my assistant come get it. All right, thanks. Happy International Women's Day. I'm, I'm just kidding. I was just joking about that, so it's on the podcast. Okay, bye, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> bye. Okay. Good old Nick. Um, all right. So, 
Speaking of a great guy, Nick at my at my building, what uh, what a, a mensch! I think I'm spoiled because my building is so hospitable. You know, they're so nice, and I've never lived in a building with like door guys and stuff like that. So I'm just I'm was enchanted by all of it, huh? Oh, I gotta he- have it a package. Okay, which I'm confused <laughs> because I usually get like a, a text alert, like they deliver packages and they live in the package room. So I don't know. I, maybe it's flowers or something. It could be that International oh. Women's Day. Gleb. Oh my God. He did it. You did it, Gleb. (laughs) Spasiba. Spasiba. Ujus. Ujus. So we go, I go down and it takes me until I'm like in front of him and I go, excuse me. And then he looks up, right? He knows I'm there. And I am like, already like i hate this guy i was i remember walking into the rotunda area and i do like that word so i'm gonna say as much as possible (laughs) and i remember kind of going oh god it's this guy because i really just like he i couldn't put my finger on but he just made me feel terrible when i checked in so i go um i'm supposed to pick up uh a hair dryer down here and i know there's no hair dryer because if if he had just gotten one knowing someone's gonna pick it up he would be like looking for me already yeah Yes. So I already know what's happening. And he goes, it's behind your door. And I go, okay. I go, oh, in the, yeah. Oh, I didn't check there. And he goes, it's behind your door. And I go, okay, well, I guess I'll go back upstairs and get it. But I was going to have someone, never mind. And then I, he's just staring at me. And under my breath, as I turn away, I go, asshole. And he did not hear it. (laughs) I wish I wish I was the type of person that could say that kind of shit and have people hear it. Maybe he did. I'm saying there's maybe a two percent chance he heard twenty percent chance I'll give it that he heard it. Um, but I just kind of go asshole. But it was like music's playing. He it was far enough away. I would have loved the story to be like he heard me say asshole, but it's not. He didn't. So I just go. I guess I'll go back up and get it. And then I start walking and I'm pissed. Like there is an attitude in my like, go back up and get it. Like, cause he's just so rude to me. And then as I'm walking, I go, Matt, I'm texting Matt. Who's there to pick me up. And I go, he's Matt's pulled up in front of the valet. And I'd say, Hey, I'm going to be a couple minutes. I have to go up and get my hairdryer. The guy at the front desk is so, what did I say? I want to just say exactly what I said. Cause it's so funny. What happens? Hold on. He was mean second. to me or something. He said, I'm here in a shitty silver minivan to write out the front door. Um, I think I texted him. He said, no rush. I'm here to the right outside the front door. I said, sorry, there was no hairdryer in my room, so I have to have them find me one. He said, it's cool. Let me know if there's anything I can do. And then I wrote, I hate the guy at the front desk. I just called him an asshole. He said, what did he do? And I said, he wouldn't look at me when I talked. And upon checking in, he said a bunch of other rude shit. Don't worry about it. And then... After I said that he said a bunch of rude shit and then I'm in the elevator going up and I'm like, Matt's going to do something about this. And he's right yeah. there out front. Like I go, oh shit. And so then I wrote, don't worry about it. I said, I'm going to give him the old stink eye. Like I'm just, <laughs> that's how I'll take care of it. Like, please don't. But there was a part of me that was like, there's no way he's going to do anything. So I come back downstairs after retrieving said hairdryer and Matt, I see Matt. Wait, hold on. I and just want to like, I, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Pause, because I don't think we really mentioned that Matt is not only Anya's fiance and a friend of Nikki's. He's also Nikki's tour manager. Tour manager. And mm-hmm. takes care of a lot of things for Nikki on tour. Besides just yeah. like the stuff at Fucking the venues. Rolling heads. He, yes. He brings, he brings me. Yeah. He, He's a mobster. <laughs> yes. Be careful. 
<laughs> You'll wake up with a hairdryer in your bed. <laughs> He's the cleaner. <laughs> yeah, he, I walk out and I see him and I might have heard like, <laughs> like I, sh- I almost was that. There was a tumbleweed that th- ran past my foot. <laughs> of hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Nikki's just the hair dryer coming loose and then a big ball breaking out of it. I see him going, uh, like, I just hear confrontation happening. And I'm like, oh, no. So it's Bowtie and Matt in a stand- Mexican standoff. Sorry to the guy out there, the leaf blower. I mean, a, a human standoff. <laughs> And um, the guy that's just doing the leaf blower is definitely Mexican. And I don't want to offend him, even though I think they like like their standoffs. It's National Standoff Day in Mexico. <laughs> anyway, so he they're both looking at each other. And I, I like, you know, when like there's confrontation or there's like kind of a conflict, I generally like black out. Like I can't really retain exactly what happened. But from hearing Matt's side of it later on, because I just go, got it. And he goes, what's the deal, man? Like I kind of heard just like, what do you the guy was looking at him and apparently the guy was like do i have to call security and he goes for what matt's like for what looking at you and he was like you you're looking really mean at me or something like that but matt came in and and apparently while i was up in the room he was like why are you being an asshole to her she has a show tonight she's like he played like a like which is not gonna work on this guy of of like being like, she's got big shit. She's bigger than you, man. She's an important person or something like that, which would not he have been not my angle, that. would never have been my approach. I never, ever play. Even if I'm like famous or not famous, I would never play a card of like, I have a special, like when I hear white women no. go like, but I have a dinner to get to. Or like carrying right. out of like, but my son needs to be picked up from school. Like I need my Starbucks now. Like, or whatever. It's like no one in any service industry gives a fuck about what you have going on outside that moment right then in that, in that hotel. Like it doesn't matter what you're in town for. Like I understand it's, it's like upstairs and you need something, but like people who argue, but I appreciate Matt taking up for me. But when I heard he said she has a show tonight, lay off. I'm like, no, <laughs> because it sounds like I think I'm better or like, don't we all need to not be talked to rude to? Like, why does she have a show mean more? Like, because I mean, he's, he's your tour manager. Yeah. And this is a he's creative performance. And he's, yeah. just, yes. like, he's concerned Very about your often, performance. Very often, by the way, we will get into uh, town. You won't be there yet. And they'll say there's no early check-in. And Matt will say, you know, she we don't care about our room, but she needs to take a rest. And then they will be like, oh, Nikki Clay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they make it happen, you know, yes. where you can get into your room. So in that case, card. everyone needs a hired asshole. No, I totally agree. Um I don't like it when it's art when it's used in an in I like it when it's used to get something like that they know is available. I don't like when it's used to already like we weren't gonna resolve this issue there. Yeah. It was only thrown He's into the pot like, oh, as an extra. Have a great thing. show. <laughs> it's like, yes. It it wasn't gonna change anything. It wasn't gonna make him go like oh, I did like I but I get why he did say it. And he's right. Like we, I thought you were going to go I think he's into, right in the sense that we all have things we're going to that night. Don't ever be rude to anyone. There's all, always things on the line you're that you can ruin a whole evening. Like, like I could be getting married that night. I could be going, you know, I don't know. Who knows? It's just, don't be rude. But it was 
Matt and I got in the car. We were just because then we and I just go got it to the like the hairdryer. <laughs> I go thanks because I was kind of like I have to be on Matt's side even though I'm very scared right now and I don't know whose side to be on and I don't want to get kicked out of our rooms. <laughs> but he's defending me and I loved it. But at the same time, I was just like. <gasps> We need to flee. And then we got to the car, but we both <laughs> felt like so alive because it was like we just had had witnessed a confrontation. We had just both taken part in one. The guy threatened to call security on Matt for looking at him weird. <laughs> and we drove to the place and we were both like Bonnie and Clyde, just like, oh, my God, like, are we is our stuff going to be like on in the driveway when we get there like they are gonna kick us out and i'm like there's no way they go in our hotel room and, like pack up my stuff like my vibrator's like out on the bed i was like there's no way they're gonna do that that would be so humiliating um but this guy bow tie and marriott you fucking suck dude and your life is miserable there's something they were going so on mean life, to me man. too when i he got was? there separately from you another woman who i think runs or actually, you're. We gotta go to break, sit. and we're gonna hear about it. Okay. We have to go to break. I'm so sorry. This is taking way too long for me to tell, but we'll be right back after this and hear about Anya's rude encounter. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces, like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a 
fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in L.A. And now they are all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the U.S. and the U.K. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at Don't Tell Comedy dot com and then use the code Nikki for 20 percent off your first show. 20 percent off. That's freaking good. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey besties, I hope you're enjoying the show today. I definitely enjoyed recording it, even though it was a lot of emotions to work through. Um, So thank you for listening to today's therapy session. Um, Real quick before we get back to the show, will you guys come see me this weekend if you live in New York State? Um, I am going to be all over the place. Three different cities to choose from. No excuse not to go if you are up in that area. I mean, I'm sure there's good excuses, but um, if you're free, I would love to see you and meet you. You can always stop by the merch booth and tell them you're a bestie and that you want to get a free meet and greet and you know that I'll hook you up. So I'm going to be at the State Theater in Ithaca tomorrow night on Thursday, the 9th. That's tomorrow night, Ithaca, tomorrow night. And then Friday, I'm going to be in Rochester at the Kodak Theater. And then I'm going to be in Buffalo um, on Saturday at Asbury Hall. So um, if any of those places are familiar to you or you live nearby them or you have a friend that lives nearby, I would love for you to tell them to come see me. And, um, and I would love to meet you and see you. And I hope you can make it tons of other dates at NikkiGlazer.com to check out, including Europe. Tel Aviv, baby. That's the one I'm supposed to be pushing right now based on ticket sales. If you want to go over to Israel and see me, or if you're already there, come see me. Bye. All right, we're back. Um, Anya, who was rude to you? How did it happen? <laughs> Well, my favorite part of Bowtie Encounter was Matt said that he walked in. He was like, what happened? Did you upset her? And he, the guy was like, she, it's fine. Like she asked for a hair. It's fine. And Matt was like, don't upset her, you know, blah, blah. And then the guy, <laughs> he goes, I want to talk to your so manager. Sweet. And the guy goes, I am oh, the yeah. manager. And Matt goes, you are not <laughs> the person. Yeah, he goes, I don't think you're the guy at the top. He said that to him. He's like, I doubt you're the guy at the top. At working 6 p.m. on a Friday night. Doubt it. And he had you no know? comeback. He got, yeah. When, and then the guy was just staring. They were just staring at each other. It was so tense. I've never been, not going to say never, but it is rare. I don't think I've ever, I think as I'm almost, after 2020 and ever, 2019, 2020, of all the Karen stuff, I, I think there's this whole thing of like, I never want to be in a situation as a white woman or any, I never really like confrontation, but I d- definitely think it's a bad look to ever get into anything with someone who works somewhere. Even though it's not like I'm, you know, um, it's sometimes they deserve it. But I tend to think their lives are so shitty that I usually feel really bad whenever I do confront people that are working these jobs. Because this guy did not want to be working the front desk at a Marriott. He was 
miserable with his life. And I re- like that was the takeaway was like, thank God our lives aren't what he, he has because there was no reason for him to be so rude. He must have been going through something horrible. Who knows what's going on in that guy's life? I honestly feel bad for him because he was such a, a pill. Um, but what, what was the, the woman was rude to you about something about the car? Right when we, yeah, right when we walked in, this woman, just same attitude of like, what? <laughs> like when you walk up to the front desk, not, hi, how are you? Just like, yeah, what? And just annoyed with everything, like credit card. Nope, not that. One. Nope, nope. And then what's we your car? We don't take debit you cards, to- ma'am, or whatever, like that kind of shit. Of yeah, and like fake nice. you have to register your rental car. I'm like, oh, register. She's like, what's a license plate? I'm like, I don't know. Why He's would parking I ever it. know the license plate to my goddamn rental car? And then like, I go, oh, it's on the keychain. And I go, yes. I'll get it off the keychain. And then Matt walks in. She goes, it's very often not the number on the keychain. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> and then she Just goes, take whatever go back. number it is, bitch. I know. And then the other woman at the desk was so nice. And I was like, do we really need? It, it was taking there. 20 minutes get to get Hilton. this. Yeah. Normally Marriott's are so nice. The one in Charleston, I don't know what's going on, but the one woman seemed like she was a hostage there because I go, "Uh, this woman to the right says that we might get a ticket if we just leave it here for an hour and we have to register it. Is that true? And she's like, you're fine. Don't worry about it. I'm like, why are you whispering? (laughs) Like, say it out loud. Yeah. She's like, like, are we going to get a ticket or not? We cannot afford to get a ticket. So what's happening? She's like, I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm like, I want a guarantee. Yeah. Why? Obviously, everyone there, you know, you hear about these places. My friends have worked at places like this where everyone hates everyone. And the boss at the top, the guy at the top is a dick. So it all trickles down. Everyone's fucking miserable. Shout out to everyone working at Marriott. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sure this podcast is going to get passed around with internally. And hopefully it avoids bow tie because no, no one even likes him. He doesn't even really have any friends there. So I'm sure this is going to start with like someone, the valet. Um, they seem like they listen to podcasts and it's going to get passed to like kitchen. Everyone knows Bowtie. You know, he's a dick. Uh, I'm sorry oh. you have to work with him. Happy International Women's Day. What? <laughs> he also said to Matt, have a great night. <laughs> like it was insane. Like really sarcastically. Have a great night. You know what like, I do appreciate it at Bowtie? Let me give Bowtie a little credit. He didn't fall into the rule of the customer's always right, which I do disagree with. I think the customer is mostly wrong. And I always do want people to stand up for themselves that workers and not fear losing their job because they have a shitty customer. So if he did think we were shitty customers and he thought that he was being disrespected, I will give him a little credit for like not just falling into this like American like bullshit of like, you know, you go to France and they're like annoyed every anytime you walk into a shop or like a restaurant. Like you are a burden on there. Like I, yeah. I kind of like that style of like we should be grateful they're providing the service instead of like yes, ma'am, all the time. So I'll give them a little credit, but you got a chip on your shoulder, and uh, I hope you go to therapy or something. I hope, um, and I hope that the you know your Marriott uh, benefits, your health benefits, cover that therapy. Um, yeah, and take I a hope vacation that your, your mom, if she just died or something, someone just died in his life. Like I hope he's healing from that. Um, you're probably a good guy deep it down. You probably got bullied in high school because you you just look like someone who gets bullied a lot. Um, that's me making a dig, but um, yeah, you, I I feel sad for you and sorry that we contributed to any. Um, uh, anyone who works there and like had to face his wrath because he was so triggered by our experience. I'm sorry you had to like get punished by him and he made you work overtime or like not take your break or whatever. Cause that's probably what happened. Speaking of I feel spending, like a lot of people, 
Yeah. Don't know what being passive aggressive is. And I was I was in my late 20s before I realized, oh, I'm saying a lot of shit I don't mean. S- thinking people are going to read my mind. Like, I thought I was the kindest person. And then I got accused of being passive aggressive. And I was like, oh, I communicate in a really fucked up way. And so this guy has never realized that saying something like, don't worry, wow. you'll be done with this torture soon, oh, is wow. passive aggressive. And he's not getting his real point across. He's oh not in touch God. with his real feelings. You just totally hit the nail on the head. I have there, a friend of mine recently just learned that one of her traits is, she's like, I hate passive aggressive people. I think I told you about this. She's like, I hate passive aggressive people. It's my least favorite quality in people. And I just read an article that said something about different forms of passive aggression. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I do in life more than anything was on that list of like when when someone upsets me, I just shut down and like kind of ignore them and do one word answer, like that kind of stuff. She was like, I just learned that that's, I'm so embarrassed that that's like the thing I hate the most I am doing all the time. And she like had this big epiphany. So I think that some people really don't realize. I I think I've always been aware of my passive aggression, but I, I guess sometimes I know that I'm doing it, but I don't realize that other people pick up on it, that people, because I usually am doing it so under the radar because you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of like smarter in that way. And most p- people I'm not trying to be like, I'm just more shrewd when it comes to yeah. like, and then the only times that it comes, comes out, I immediately get really red. Like if I get passive aggressive and then I can sense that the person senses it, I feel flushed and I feel really embarrassed because it is such a lame way of communicating. I of do it like all the ser- time still. Like, and if you oh, don't know. know what it is and you're listening, <laughs> if you say, I'm kidding a lot, you're passive aggressive. Like if, if you're constantly ah. kidding, like, hey, slut, I'm kidding. Or, and people aren't laughing at your jokes. You're aggressive. Yes. <laughs> Who? When you said I do it a lot and I go, oh, I know. <laughs> that was passive aggressive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just did it as you were saying it. I um, just was fighting with Matt and I go, glad you can sleep. My text to him. I'm not glad he can sleep. I'm being facetious or sarcastic, whichever. Are you (laughs) having trouble sleeping still, even last night? No, no, we we're fine. But uh, when we were in a fight the other night, I was like, "Glad you can sleep," and I'm like, "This isn't my best self." (laughs) Yes, I've said that before. Of like, have fun, like have a good, (laughs) like that, have a good night stuff, or like, yeah, no, it's like I'm sure you'll have a great time. I did it the other day to Chris. I said something like. Oh, well, I guess I'll just watch Last of uh, I'll watch Last of Us alone then cuz he had like something <laughs> yeah. to like that kind of stuff yeah. like Martyry. What the fuck? Am I a child? Like why can't I just communicate my Why is it so hard to just be like I'm sad that I that you're going to this thing and we can't watch Last of Us together? Like isn't that yeah. just, isn't that going to get me so many more things than just being a fucking cunt? But you know, it's funnier to be passive aggressive. It's so, because sometimes it's really, you have a good line and you're like, ooh, that was good. To you yourself. Know? They're not like, yeah, it like hurts sometimes, the other person. Yeah, yeah and it's you're right, and part. it hurts the other person. It's fun to, in it, it's fun for a second and then immediately feels so, so shitty. 
Um, there is a moment of triumph though when I have a really good line coming out of something. Okay, <laughs> I want to talk about last night I went to the Ted Lasso premiere. Yes. Um, which was amazing. I got saw the first two episodes of the new Ted Lasso. The only thing I'm so disappointed in is that I thought that the woman who owns UFC Richmond, the you know, the older woman, mm-hmm. I got <laughs> there's a whole side story, but okay, the older woman, Rebecca. Yeah. You would say she's an older woman, right? Like if you were talking, if you were trying to characterize that show and talk about her without knowing her name, you'd be like, the older woman who owns mm-hmm. the team, right? Like she's an older woman. Yeah, I would say late 40s. No way. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. I would say she looks like she's in her late 40s, but she's probably in her 50s. She's someone who looks good for her age. But I could be yes. so wrong. Um, yeah, I don't she's, think she's so gorgeous. One of the most stunning people. Just watching her on the big screen, I was just like, her skin, like her makeup, everything, her style, she's impeccable. I'm sad to learn that she's no longer fucking that guy from the, the team. I guess their relationship wrapped up last season. I don't remember that. I thought it was still going. And I'm waiting the whole time, like, when's she gonna fuck that young guy? <laughs> like, I was like, yes, let's get back into that. That was a fun, because you never see older women with younger men. It's always the other way around. I was really just happy to have them embrace it and not make it, not fetishize it. Because let's say, like, in succession, there is a thing going on with an older woman and a younger guy, but it's like, mommy, mommy, and like, <laughs> you're a naughty little boy, and it's like, totally fetishized, and this just seemed to be like, oh, they love each other, but so during, I watched the whole first episode, and they show two episodes, and then I turned to the guy next to me, who is one of my, uh, Jamie Lee, who's what I went with, she's one of the uh, producers on the show and writers, she invited all her friends to like fill this row. And so I was sitting next to one of her friends, this guy Heath, and he's a director at Always Sunny. And I was like, um, I go, wait a second. Isn't, the, I go, isn't that older woman? <laughs> I go, isn't the older woman? When are we going to see the older woman fuck one of those, young, that young guy again? Like, wh- when's that happening? And he goes, the old woman at the bar? <laughs> thinking it was that you know when the, they have the bar scenes where there's like a really really old oh, woman yeah. who's like yes. oh sunny's here's your soup in a bread bowl and like here's your <laughs> ale and she's kind of like saucy he thought that old woman was banging one of those young guys that like comes to, and he goes wait that's a blah <laughs> so that it was really cool. funny but i was so sad to see that that wasn't still going do you remember them like deciding not to be together or something yeah i think they had a very quick breakup no, at the very I wanted end. it back. I was like, we've gone. I was. It was halfway through the second episode where I go, why aren't they addressing this again? But it's you so were doing good. your the New York Times so spelling good. bee at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. No, I was glued to the TV whenever she was banging that young guy. Like I was like, this is. I think they broke this up. This is in International kitchen. Women's Day. This is the type of shit we should celebrate. Like, <laughs> no, I wrote Bill Lawrence, the creative show. I'm like, thank you for like modeling that it can go the other way for once and it's not like (laughs) totally insane and like whenever there's an older woman and a young man it becomes like that's the storyline that's that she's old and he's young and it can't be whereas like if it's an older man and a young woman it's just like that's just maybe they'll make a couple jokes about it but it's like oh your wife needs to be her bedtime stories or like did you get her a happy meal but it's kind of it's not (laughs) it's not like taboo Whereas this was treated like it wasn't taboo. It was nice. Anyway, let's take a quick break. I'll come back with more because you know I will. I always have more.
Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, I have the podcast to really vent about stuff that's been bothering me, but even that, I can't say some of the stuff I need to sometimes. And there's certain things you just really can't tell anyone, and that's when you need a therapist. They're just there to listen. They can handle it. They've heard it all before. They can tolerate it. And that's why I love therapists. Don't think that you have to get through anything you're dealing with alone. That is not the way being a human works. You need to tell someone, please take this opportunity and check out BetterHelp because they will find you a therapist who will meet your needs. I've benefited so much from therapy of saying the darkest stuff I would never even say in the podcast. And I know you're like, wait a second, you leave dark stuff off the podcast? Yes, I, I get even darker if you can believe it. So if you're starting of thinking giving therapy a try, try through BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And it's online and you can leave your therapist at any point with no questions asked. So this is perfect for someone who's noncommittal, who's scared, um, who's never tried therapy before. Get whatever you've got off your chest. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glazer today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Glazer. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, and we're back. So let's get back into it. Went to the premiere. Let me just say, so I know this is, get ready for unrelatable, Nikki. When you go to these things and there's a red carpet and you are going to walk it, you know that you're going to get a bunch of pictures taken of you and you're going to know it's going to be like a big deal, big night. I went to the second season premiere and it was a lot smaller than this one. So I was projecting it to be a little bit like, 
less of a thing. But that was during COVID. I kind of forgot the circumstance. It was such a big thing. It was such a big premiere. It was like hundreds of fans on the street, like screaming, so excited, holding soccer balls, like holding those like fucking scarf things that everyone wears that fans of football. And um, I'm walking through Westwood, like trying to get to the theater, to like the red carpet entrance. I look like shit because I styled myself, which was a mistake. I, I, I based a whole outfit around some Cynthia Rowley pants and a Cynthia Rowley top, but I didn't get a spray tan. So I was like, I need a blazer. So I bought a blazer on the real reel that Sarah Lena helped me pick out. Then I got shoes that Sarah Lena helped me pick out, but they were like velvet. The pants were like a scuba material. The shirt was like a, uh, a sparkly thing. The, the blazer was like gold. The outfit wasn't the worst thing. I, the worst decision I made. Let me just, okay. If I get styled for something, it's $2,500 before tailoring, okay? I don't get to keep any of the things. Oh, Maybe I get to keep the thong, oh my okay? God. That's how much it is oh my God. every time. And it involves a fitting. So it involves like a two hour plus, if you add the commute, of a fitting. And this is all great. I mean, th- that's why I look stunning in all the photos I've ever been on a red carpet or any show that I've ever done. Usually, if I were a writer on Ted Lasso or if I were on Ted Lasso, the studio would pay for all of this stuff. They would pay for my glam. They would pay for my... So it wouldn't matter. And that's why, you know, celebrities always look amazing is because they're not really out of pocket for this stuff. The studio is. And there are sometimes where I just pay that fee because it's important enough and I just need to look great and I can't risk it on my own. Then let's add hair and makeup. So hair, $500. All right. Flat feet, like that's $500. Makeup, $750 because I have to go through her agency. Oh my God. So all in all, if I want to look my very best, I am talking... Over 300, 300 and I think $3,500 at least, okay? So uh, almost $4,000 for one look, one night. And I mean, I will look the best that I can possibly look. I mean, this is like the best it could be. There really is no other option. There's no stylist that's cheaper than this. I mean, there are, but you kind of can't take a risk with it. I don't know stylists that are cheaper than this. I've like always used the, I wouldn't even want to use them because I would feel like it would be betraying the girls that I do use. They're, I, I just, I don't know what to do about it. Um, I asked friends for advice. So the styling portion, I, I give myself like a C on, which is like as good as I can get on my own. Like I did, a, which is an A for me, right? I'm fine with the style part. I can take a hit there. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I like don't have that good of jewelry. Like styling covers, you know, they borrow jewelry from places. So you're wearing thousands of dollars of jewelry and, and thousands oh of dollars God. of clothes. So and it's all tailored to fit you. They bring in a tailor. And then hair and makeup. There's really not another option for those either to go like half the price. There's no, why isn't there a place to go get why? your makeup done? How could you tell it wasn't up to par? What's because I got the pictures and I cannot die until I get new pictures. Because if I die, the pictures (laughs) that the Daily Mail will run are the most recent of me on the red carpet. And this is my Lisa Marie moment. Like no matter what happens to me in my if I die tragically, you will look at these pictures and go, we should have seen it because I look fucking horrible i'm i'm begging everyone who's listening to this if you love me you will not look for them it's almost like my nudes were leaked i wish i could i would like thought about is there a way i can write like is there a way that someone can get these removed from 
I'm not even gonna say where you can find them. Like I want so, them off the internet. If your hair and makeup would have been pro and the styling would have stayed the same. Oh, I would put how? they would be an Instagram post and they would have twenty four thousand really? likes by within an hour. Like so it, it would have been a moment because it was Ted Lasso, so it's better. this big event. I would have like had so much more confidence on the red carpet. To spend four thousand dollars for a night where you get a a picture with a lot of likes. It makes it ups your status to the industry because it's all about showing people what you're at and what you're doing. So now I can't post any photos from it. I can mm. maybe post the picture I took of like me inside the theater, like looking at the screen, but I'm not even in it. And it's going to be on my story. It's not even going to people might know that I was there, but it's like a red carpet photo buys you things in this business. It's like why people go to these things. They That's why people go to red carpet events and then they don't even stay for the premiere. They just go to get their picture taken because this whole industry is based on optics. There's nothing, talent is so minor. Like it gets you to the place, but once you're in, it's all about optics. It's all about, I want to start Photoshopping um, announcements of things I get as jokes and just see and see how it elevates my career. If I just go if deadline articles that people post, cause that's all that matters is just seeing oh, someone got this thing. Nikki Glaser slated to, per, to star <laughs> in HBO's new drama series based on, you know, Frogger or whatever the, you know, the video <laughs> game, Frogger, <laughs> some like Atari's war zone, whatever. I want to start writing these fake things because people are so susceptible to, just bullshit. And it's, I hate that part. Of, but this was, this was a misstep. Like, I wish I would have spent the $4,000. I probably would have cried about it and been like, why am I even fucking doing this? I'm not even on this show. No one's paying for it. This is so overpriced. But I, it was a way, it wasn't a waste of an evening because I got to see Ted Lasso premiere and it was awesome. And I get to hang out with my friends and I got to go to the after party and eat delicious food. And I got to see celebrities and like, see the show with Ted Lasso fans and with the crowd. And it, that was so exciting. But in terms of a night, I really did only go because it was my night off and I, I would, I'm going to watch Ted Lasso anyway. I went to support my friend, Bill. I went because J Jamie is my friend and she is, um, you know, a writer on it and she invited me. It was really nice. I needed the night off. I should have stayed home. I went for the photo. I went to go. I was here. This was a thing I did. Look at Instagram, look Instagram, like, because I've noticed that when I see people, when I come to LA and I visit, I see people I haven't seen in a while, they always go, you're killing it. And they only know from Instagram. They don't really know anything I'm doing. They only reference things that I give them, pictures hmm. that I post on my feed no one really knows what anyone's doing unless you tell them what you're doing. You're like, so, wait till you see my photoshopped posts. I'll be really killing it. I mean, Nikki Glaser oh, yeah, slated to star opposite up. Theo James. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Glaser steps out three. with Kanye West. <laughs> Nikki Glaser canoodling. Yeah. With uh, Last of Us actor who just kind of came out. Um, it seems like he's back on <laughs> the other side now. I flipped him, guys. I mean, is Pedro so Pascal out? We don't know. If if we saw these photos from last night, which we won't see because we'll never no. go digging, but if we did, you're saying I we would be you. able to this tell like the that it is don't not look at these a professional. Photos. Oh, job. it's and it's I tried evident? hard. You know what the problem was? First of all, there's nowhere to go for your makeup, but I did go to Dry Bar, and I want to call out Dry Bar. You are the McDonald's of hair. You are You're the not Marriott good. Charleston. What? 
Oh yeah, I'm the Charleston Marriott of hair. Girl, I think dry bar is acceptable. Honestly, I think if you had your hair just air dried, I think that would be better than going to dry bar because dry bar makes it look like you put in effort and fucked up. Whereas air drying your hair makes it look like she didn't try. That's why it looks shitty. Do you know what I mean? Dry bar. This is going to sound I was like a newscaster when I go there. Exactly. I'm sitting at dry bar. I'm getting my hair done. I can't say what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it. I made a, I had a huge epiphany. I go, I understand if you're working in Hollywood at um, a restaurant, if you're a struggling actress trying to make it in the business, you got to take jobs that are beneath you. You know, I understand if you're working the front desk of a Marriott in Charleston, if your dream is to be a podcaster or to run a Hilton in Shanghai someday or something like you got to work your way up. That's like a good position. If you're working on a dry bar and you don't like manage it, things aren't going well. And and your goal is to be a hairstylist in Hollywood, which is like if you're out here doing hair, isn't your goal to like maybe work at a high-end salon or have your own salon? Would you think that's what the goal is? Yeah. Yeah. This is like a stepping stone. Right. But if you're not in your 20s and you're working at a dry bar, do you think maybe you're probably not that talented at the, your dream? Mm. Yeah. Or maybe it's just a way of getting income because you can't, like it's too competitive of a market in the salons. Right? Yes. Yes. I agree with that. I, yes. Okay. That, uh, I'm seeing that side of it because I look at someone like, you know, Carlisle, who is a great comedian and actress and hasn't made it big in the business yet. She can't afford to like quit her day job. She's working in, in restaurants still. And I'm like, I get that. I, I don't judge anyone in their 30s, 40s, 50s working in like restaurant industries. But if your goal is, or if you were working at Dry Bar to support your dream of being a comedian, that makes sense to me. But if your goal is to be, <laughs> I just... Maybe it is too competitive of an industry and that is why we do need people working in dry bar. Maybe they're not being paid enough, but it felt to me like, oh, this one's on me. If I don't like my hair here, why am I going to dry bar to get it done? Because people at dry bar are doing, they're they're probably not not as skilled as someone who's been in the industry for 30 years. Or maybe they, or maybe they just got started in the industry. Like I'm not begrudging that someone in the hair industry is like decided late in life, like I love doing hair and I'm going to start in my 40s and that's why I'm working at Dry Bar. I got to like put in the hours. But if you've been working since your 20s at hair and makeup and you've landed at Dry Bar <laughs> 20 years in, I don't, I, which is okay. We can ha- have people at every skill, but you're not going to get the most skilled person doing your hair or else they'd be elsewhere. So don't go to Dry Bar expecting great stuff. Unless it's, I would, next time I go to Dry Bar, if I ever go, which I will not, I'm going to go for like a 20, like I want the youngest person there because it means that they're probably just starting out. Does this make sense? Or am I being very classist and, um, which I'm open to it. I'm, am I being, because I had a really bad experience at dry bar. I felt like I was being manhandled. I felt like, and then I kind of looked around and I was like, this, I shouldn't expect this to be, this is like going to McDonald's and being like, why isn't this gourmet? Right. Even though it costs a hundred dollars, 
Because I tipped really just to get your thirty five percent. I mean, I tipped well because I realized this woman's probably not being paid enough. Like these people aren't being paid enough based on the skill level here. This whole story to me is like the equivalent of when a friend is like, "Oh my god, I have to tell you the most insane thing." Oh. I can't. Actually, I can't. Because I am dying to see these photos now after this. There well, is so much. You'll see the photos. You'll look at them. I mean, you're I not going to stay true to what I just said. Of course, of course you're not. No one that I just asked. I'm not going to Google. Yeah, I'm not. right. Okay, really? I, I'll, I'll confess. I, won't. I looked them up, but no. it was before you gave the caveat of don't look <laughs> these up. Right. And right. right. It's not. I. They've grown on me. It's not that me. bad. I've, the first time I saw them, I was like, I, and by the way, I have, I wasn't depressed. I wasn't like crying about it. I wasn't like, I just can't, like, what am it's I supposed not, to do? It's what not do you a guys think for, I should do? It's not a look for photos. Like, I, I think you look beautiful. You always do. But I know what you mean. Like, there's like a certain look. That look at my hair. I look like I'm in Warren get. Jeff's cult. Like, <laughs> I, I, it, it's curled in a way that's, I look like. It looks like I put in effort and it didn't work out. I would have rather gone totally makeupless and air dried hair because then everyone could go. She didn't try. It's like Sharon Stone wearing a t a Gap t shirt at the Oscars. You're like, she looks amazing because she, the bar is so low. But I'm I look like I tried. There's effort put yeah. in, right? And I don't I'm fascinated know, and, because I don't know how to do pro hair and makeup. What you am I do, supposed to so. do? What should I spend four thousand dollars every time to look a certain way at these things? I just don't know. I just don't know if it's worth it. It really hurt. Next time, I think I'm just going to turn these down because it's like I can't spend that much money on something I'm not being paid for. I just can't. Well, these are, uh, you know, not that I know that much about like accounting or anything, but these are business expenses and it's things so that I don't you pay can, taxes on it. But or I like can. Yeah, I can. But you get but it back in say, a way. Right. You write it so, off. So so you're not spending exactly 4000 but a, like a piece of it, you do get back later on in the year. Yeah, it's and not if it, enough. And, and if it prevents you feeling this way, <laughs> like, and, and just like relaxing and enjoying yourself and then having like a great story to talk about without like all this angst, why not just free yourself yeah. from it? Because it's it's just a waste of money. I think it's that that money could I would rather donate that to Tic Tacs, you know, <laughs> diapers. I like I, it just it's and it's not a waste of money because I know that the people that the money goes to like I love all these women who work for me and who do my makeup. But four thousand dollars for one look and you don't get to keep any of it and you get in the shower and everything goes away. It's just a lot. And yeah. I do it, you know, four times a year, but I can't do it five or six or seven. But I mean, I guess I have to because those pictures could have made someone go, oh, my God, she's actually killing it. We should consider her for this thing. Like it would yeah. have led yeah, to that investment in your career. I was shocked when I and found now I'm going to cry because I hate when I regret things like I hate when I fuck See? things up. And You're gonna that's now? the problem now. But you know what? I would have been crying yesterday because I would have been like, this is a waste of money. And then if something would have been slightly off about it, I would have been like, why did I spend all this money when my hair was like out of place in that picture? Like I would have gone that way with it. Hmm. Yeah, I think something, this is an interesting thing for therapy maybe because it's not just a question like for the lay person. This is deep shit. This is like julie glazer ej glazer stuff that's been put in you yes and you are in a dilemma because you are a person that's worked really really hard you're 
known, you're that. famous, yeah. you're a celebrity, you are have an insanely packed life, an insanely busy life, yet you are very often in coach, depressed, sad, or and like trying to save money in these ways, um, and then because it ends up costing you emotionally and physically. Yeah, but it's just... I think that I get depressed a lot though by spending too much money too. So you can't really like I'm. It's right. like we were talking about yesterday. Like you're stuck between like, do I, do I not care what people think or do I work out very hard and feel good about myself? Like do I let myself have the pizza or do I starve myself so I look skinny and feel good about myself? It does relate like, to the pizza because it's, if you didn't want to go to Ted Lasso and you could afford the night off, you're famous enough, you don't have to show up on a red carpet. Because admit. When people are not famous enough, they actually pay publicists $8,000 a month to get them invited to these events to go on the red carpet. So you're actually getting invited. You didn't have to spend a bunch of money to get invited because you're famous enough, you're known enough, you're friends with these people. But like, if you're like, eh, I don't need it. I'm famous enough right now. You could skip it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's almost like the pizza thing. Like, do I need pizza for lunch and dinner? Uh, I don't want it. I've had it five nights in a row for dinner. I don't want to have it for lunch. You know, like you intuitively make these choices. So Mm -hmm. it's not like you're always choosing to do this stuff. If you can afford not to, don't. But if you are going to do it, then treat yourself like the star that you are. And, And don't let yourself fall into this thing of, yeah, but I'm going to cry about having spent the money. That's the thing I feel like a therapist could help you with. Mm. The the whole like, Nikki, you did a bad thing. You spent too much. You wasted money. Well, now it's I'm not punishing myself because I didn't spend the money. And I'm like, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> I'm like, I literally am like, I can't die. Like I'm for the first time ever. I'm worried about getting in a plane crash for a really well, long time. You got to do a red carpet tonight. <laughs> Because it. these would these would be the pictures that would be used because they're the most recent. They would just go to like what's the most recent photos of her that have been professionally taken, and then that would be it. And like also, no one last night said you look pretty. Not one person was like you look great. Not one. And when I get gussied up for things, I usually get that a lot. Like it's an event, and so I felt gross. I felt like, but it also is maddening because men don't have to fucking do anything. They get, they yeah. just wear, no one cares about their suit. And that's, that's also a sadness to that. Like men can't elevate as much as women can and like put on a show and make a big presentation. Well, so there Timothy is, I'm not, Chalamet and Pedro Pascal are spending some money on a stylist, but you're right. Most yeah, men but they're don't. not doing anything with hair and makeup. They don't have to have that extra $1,500. Uh, like it's hard for me to spend $4,000 on a look when I have friends who get excited if they make $50 for a set. It's just, it's hard for me to do that. I, yeah. I just can't, I can't justify it. I think it's wrong. I think, I think there's too much excess. That I should be able to spend $200 on an outfit and $100 on makeup and do it myself and look nice. It's, it sucks that I can't though. And I, I, I'm pretty good at doing my own makeup. I fucked it up last night because I'm staying at a cheap Airbnb that has bad lighting, no counter space. So I had to do all my makeup and put the makeup in the sink. Do you ever do that? And then you oh, just yeah. like, because there's no, because sinks are made by men who never have used a counter space, I guess, that don't have to put like a powder anywhere. So I'm knocking yes. powders on the floor. They're cracking. Like I use cheap makeup that I buy from Target. I use wet and wild. Like that's another problem. I have like dirty brushes. It's like, I... I there just needs to com- be a complete overhaul of my life, but I refuse to be one of these people who spends 
exuberant amounts of money on dumb shit. I think it's I think it's wasteful. I think it's a bad example. I think it's capitalism at its worst. And I hate that I have to give into it sometimes, I guess. Makes sense. Yeah. It's a it is a tough you are in a tough spot. Like I couldn't do what you do. What I would you have done? Would you brush. spend four thousand dollars for that look last night if you went to the Ted Lasso premiere? I can't even imagine that because I don't. You'd have to but ask. But what me, if like, I got you a ticket? Spend... What if I go? Let's and we're going to walk the red carpet. I could get you on I the red carpet with me. What would you I do? I don't have it. I don't have that much to spend. So what would you do? Would you just do your own makeup and would you just probably. wish for the best? Uh, yeah, probably. Well, but is but there I'm a place famous. to go? I guess I'm asking. That is not a a seven hundred fifty dollar makeup artist. Is there a market here for like a place to like a almost like a dry bar for makeup? When for I women went to, have- to see you at uh, Dancing with the Stars with our friend Jen, who like knows all about makeup, she's like very very feminine and girly. Yes, um, we she took me to Sephora to get our makeup done because we weren't just going to show up looking like gross. But did you pay for your makeup to be done at Sephora? Or you just like I, use the people no, there that no, are free. Actually, no, the 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 people there. It's a lot of like makeup artists who just like. Right, there, I know. Like, get, there's some big big people that work at those places. Yeah, so but, I mean, I d- they're not being paid to do makeup though. Well, so I I, bad I, I definitely there. tipped, but you know, like they okay. like oh, you know, like um buy this buy the lip gloss to keep the look all night and stuff. And they and they they're probably bored job. and like doing touching people up and like you know they're. Just but that could be an alternative, powders. so it's not you doing it. But. You are at the level, though, babe, where you can't, you got to kind of stop comparing yourself to your friends because we aren't at your level. Like, you need to talk to some celebrities who are at your level and they'll be like, no, you always pay for a professional hair and makeup. You always go through the agency. You can't be cutting corners and saving $150. What do I do about these pictures? How do I get them taken down? Like, what do I do? Like, do I just- Talk to the Kardashians and how they do Just swallow it? Do you just go like, what do you guys do when you see a photo of yourself that is so heinous that someone has put up and you're like, this is going to exist forever. What are you going to do? What do you do? I accept myself. I accept myself. I approve of 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 myself. I did get to that place last night. I got to there almost immediately. Um, The outfit sounds cool. No, my outfit. I like my. I like my outfit. I would wear it again. It was like a sheer top, so it was as mostly covered up, but the sheerness of the top. Like I like the outfit. The hair and makeup is atrocious. Like it's. I was zooming in on my eye. I just made some, I didn't do a big enough wing on the top. Like there's things that I know that I could course correct with my makeup. I, my bronzer, I, <laughs> I need new bronzer. It's too orange. I dusted, I, I contoured wrong. I'm, you know what I'm most embarrassed about is having people see it and go like, Ew, I feel sorry for her. She's like tried to do it herself. Like whenever I see a red carpet moment where I'm like, Ugh, like I'm just worried about people judging me. Because I know that I'm beautiful. I know that that is not what my face usually looks like. I'm comfortable with like, that is not who I am. I can really look stunning when done right. I'm worried about people, especially my friends who are makeup artists going like, this cheap bitch tried to do it herself and she failed. Like, it's just like, I tried to like, it's the same way I feel about singing and and, uh, playing guitar. Like professionals going like, Ew, oh my God, look at this girl like trying. I think it's cooler to try and fail a little than spend tons of money on stylists and look insane. So many celebrities spend a bunch of money on stylists. To look dumb. I mean, let's think about not, no shade, I love Gwyneth, 
sometimes. But remember the look that was immortalized forever where she forgot to wear a bra and she was like, I thought it looked good. But under the flash bulbs, we could all see her nipples at the Oscars and they, everyone yeah, but- made fun of her forever. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. No, there's a, not I, a great look. I can think of um, so many examples of women looking like really rough on the red carpet because they just had bad powdering or like their makeup got done in the dark. And I've had even my first um, stand-up special that I did by half hour for Comedy Central, they had the makeup artist working in the dark. We were literally had like a little table side lamp in this dark <laughs> room. And I was like, and so when I got on stage, I looked insane. So there's going to be looks that follow me forever, but it's just like, I just realized that it's this is job is too much pressure sometimes of like how to yeah. look and it really does start to fuck with you because it's, it's like so much pressure you you should have seen it last night i i and i think if i would have known what a big event it was and how much i'm known i would have treated it better because i thought i was just going to be like kind of like pulled on the red carpet and like maybe gotten a couple pictures. Like no one, it's not my night. No one knows who I am. Like, but I was paparazzi on the way there, like getting out of my Uber. I get there and I'm not bragging. This is just what happened. I get on the red carpet and I am standing there in front of the photographers for like three minutes where they're like, Nikki over here, Nikki, Nikki right here, Nikki, Nikki. Like it was, and I go, I literally said to them, I go, you guys know I'm not fucking someone famous, right? Like, who do you think I am? <laughs> And I was like, I, I, I literally kept joking with them of like, do you, are you mistaking me for someone else? Because the girl, I, Jamie Lee, who I was with was like, I've never seen anything like that. And I go, how long was that? I blacked out because I don't even know. I've done events where it is my night and it doesn't go on that long. So I think that that was a part of it too, was like, I didn't under, I was worried that I would spend $4,000 and get there and not even walk the red carpet. Like it wasn't guaranteed. So there was too many variables that were like, I'm not going to spend this much to just sit in a theater and watch something if I'm not even guaranteed to walk the red carpet. I think this will help you, but I'm not sure that it will. But what Noah said earlier is really important to get. And maybe you can talk to not only another celebrity, but also your business manager. It it really is like getting $4,000 back because the amount of money you have to spend for taxes is a big number every year. But you get $4,000 back taken off Rebate. of that number so it is real it is a real savings somebody back me up on this if you know what you're talking about but i'm almost sure of what i'm saying but so literally everything i do is a tax write-off because i can talk about in my act anything i do and then well, it's not, like okay, okay so it's a tax write-off this is what i wanted so to i don't add. understand why i pay any taxes <laughs> then i think i guess you i don't have understand to, money i think you have to flip it like your your view a little bit of like a personal expenditure and then a business expenditure because you have Nikki Glaser the person and you would never go and like buy yourself a $4,000 couture suit just to wear out like around St. Louis. And then you have Nikki Glaser the business, which is not just stand up. It's, it's, a, it's a variety of things where it's like, okay, I have to go and spend 4000 on stylist and hair because this event will get me press and that will be an opportunity. I'm going to meet other people. And yeah, that is I something that you've one. created for yourself. So <laughs> I learned a two, lesson. Two types. <laughs> I learned a le- that this is what I got out of it. When you make a mistake like this, like all I want to do right now is punish myself all day long. I want to um, zoom in on the picture. I want to be, I want to just go like, you fucking idiot. You're so fucking stupid. Why did you do this? You, it was, do you ever do that where you make a mistake and you're like, it was just yesterday. How could I have, how could I know yes. so clearly what to do right now? But an hour ago or a day ago, 
I made the opposite decision. Like, what a fucking... That's why loser. hindsight like, is twenty twenty. Like, that phrase totally. exists. It's not even 2020. Like, I have got LASIK in one eye, so it's like 2040. I, I literally have better than 2020 now because I have... Uh, I'm like a bioptic. But you're right. Final thought. Okay, let me give you another expense coming up. Gotta tell Like, I'm already... Like, this morning, it's already coming in. I'm going to see... After our girls' trip, we're going to Palm Springs at the end of the month. Taylor's... I got invited by a, a bestie. I believe she's a bestie to go to Taylor Swift's in Dallas on um, April 2nd. I believe it's uh, the Sunday show. And it would be the first Taylor Swift concert that I'm going to go to. Her tour is starting very soon. And I think I'm getting the ticket for free. Like she's giving it to me for free. That night, I want to stay in a hotel that's like nice. What do you think $845 is too much for one night in a hotel? No, for you, no. it's not Swift. a question to put out to everyone. It's more like, would you spend 0.005% of your annual income on a hotel room one night? Yes. Like it's, you have to do a percentage of what you're making and you I don't make do what that. the average I can't person because it's makes. like, it's the, it's, it's, my mom is in my head going, you, yes. oh my this God. Oh, Nick. there's what Anya <laughs> said. You gotta it work, is. It's go my to mom therapy totally before like, the Swift concert. <laughs> I have to make the decision today because these these hotels are booking up. I know two celebrities I will put you in touch with and they have worked through this exact shit in therapy and they will help you. They will help you lean into your stardom and l- let go of some of the shame and guilt and like discomfort around money and fame. I think you have a lot of comfort I gotta around get new fame, friends but because got- I can't, I can't, I, I'm not kidding you. Like I, there's no way for me to have my complaints and then hear my friends be like, I can't pay my bills this month. And then go, I'm not going to give them money for that. Like, how how am I not? Or like, see a dog that um, is going to be put down because their medical fees can't be paid for. Like, why would I spend $845 on a fucking dumb suite at, in Houston or Dallas than save a dog? That's what I struggle with. Because if I'm like, that is what I will have to talk to a therapist about. Not like mm-hmm. so I get the yeah, yeah, amount, yeah. like spending this percentage that other people spend on themselves, like based on your income. I get it. I understand that logically. Yeah, you need the I therapist to be like, why is it an either or? Why right. is it an either or thing with because you? Because that's philosophy, man. Like that's like that is the conundrum of like it's the trolley problem. It's the um, it's the there was this really interesting thought exercise that I heard on uh, Sam Harris where a man is wearing new shoes and he's walking by a lake and he sees a little drowning child in the lake and should he jump in and save the child or and save one life or should he sell his shoes back to like a resale shop for $500, whatever he can get for them and then send that money to Africa to fight malaria and save 13 kids and let the kid drown so it's like he could save 13, like there's no doubt about it. That money could save 13 lives in Africa to buy mosquito nets or whatever. Or does he get his shoes wet and save one child? And you would go, well, if you're going to save 13 children or one child, you should save 13 children, right? Like anyone would argue 13 children are more valuable than one child because we're all equal. But then who could ever walk by a dying child? Isn't that an interesting thought exercise though? Yeah. Or the trolley yeah. problem of like, are you going to kill one guy or four? 
Like if you go this, do you know that one where it's like you're on a trolley and you have to yeah. like pull a lever and you either kill one guy that's on the tracks or the thing goes off and it kills like four people and yeah, you go yeah. you like either way, but most people choose. And then there's a really interesting thought um, uh, that they did. Ex- they do uh, research and they know that people empathize with one person more than they do groups. So that's why there's always these campaigns of like, this is Joshua. He lives in Africa and he has flies around his head and like whatever it is. And that makes you, whereas if you show a whole tribe, if you show Joshua, the kid that you had were pulling your heartstrings for, but you put him with his family, you go, I don't really care. More (laughs) people we care about less. But if Joshua, even if we add Joshua to it, when we cared about Joshua when he was on his own, but now Joshua is with a, a, a group of children and we care about him less. That's the human condition and it's fucked up and that is what I'm struggling with. <laughs> no, Isn't that do. interesting? Why do we, why would humans think that way? But based on research, it shows that humans always will care about an individual more than a group. It feels a little bit even manipulative Even if you know they're going to die. It feels, yeah, it it feels manipulative to me because these are kind of like, arbitrary um uh situations where we're looking of course we want to save people and and joshua and and whoever but it's like when you're in the moment and you're faced with something i think that's when it like the decision is is true to yourself as opposed Mm -hmm. to just like these arbitrary like but i could always be using this money that i spend on shoes to save children always and if you're not it's the way i feel about when people no offense have kids or go to breeders for dogs because you're doing that. A kid that you could adopt is going to go homeless and you're making that. And I know it's not like directly that choice, but it's kind of that because if you didn't have a kid, you would probably adopt. And then there would be one less kid. That's like crying alone in a foster home. You're, you're, you're taking, that's how I view my life. I, I get it. And, and, and I totally understand that perspective, but it's just like, you can't take a box and just like push everything into it. That makes sense to you. It's two different things, the adopting a dog and adopting a child. And like in, in, in my brain, I can't like, and, and, and for example, spending money on your makeup or spending money to save a bunch of dogs. I can't see that as the same thing. I just see it as two separate things. But they can't be separate things because money can solve world issues and money can also buy you stuff at Sephora. So it's like the same currency can do amazing things or really vapid things. And I struggle with the vapidity. Now one could argue you spending a lot of money at Ted Lasso will get you to make more money, which you can then put into an animal shelter and open Hmm. a bigger shelter. Am I gonna open that shelter? You know, I'm not like, you like, these are the things like you can always justify like, but that's going to make me more money in the future, which I'm going to do for good is, am I going to do for good? Or am I just going to get greedier like everyone does on Succession? I've been watching too much Succession is probably the answer to all of this. <laughs> and I'm going to go back is, to watch it now. Don't go to Dry Bar again. <laughs> I'm sorry to anyone who works at Dry Bar. I know that there are talented people that work there. I got a bad egg. Don't yeah. not go to Dry Bar because I said so because they are the only medium between spending $500 and spending $0. And doing it yourself, there's got to be a medium. Which style did you choose? I've only been there once and it was like beachy waves or newscaster or newscaster. I mean, (laughs) I got a little bit. Yeah, it was like Fox News, CNN, (laughs) local. Um, So it was, I chose one that was almost like, I wanted it to be simple so that I could judge it. 
So right. I was just soft curls. But I look up from my, I was doing spelling bee, New York Times spelling bee. And I look up and my hair is in like these ringlets, oh. right? Like curly Sue, Shirley Temple ringlets. <laughs> you know, that's what they do before they brush it out. And I swear to God, she goes, do you want me to brush it out or do you want to do it yourself and leave like this? And I looked at her like, what do you, what do you think? Like, I just go, oh no, you brush it out. And she was like, okay. And she kind of had a tude. I'm not going to say she didn't have a tude. And then she brushed it out and I go, oh, this is way too curly. It was like, I mean, my hair was up to my shoulder length because it was oh, so curly. Wow. And the picture, I like maybe just a little bit below. I mean, look at it now. Like, it just looks thin and like, it's just, I mean, look, it's, it's a bad blowout. So then I go, can you straighten it? Because it was so curled. But anyone who knows hair, once you curl hair, it's not going to go back to straight. It's just like, it's a mess to you deal gotta with. You got to wash it. <laughs> but I looked at the, I pulled out the book that I told her, like, that's the one I want. I go, if you see this, there's one ring and then another half. It's like two, it goes around twice. And this How goes around. <laughs> 16 times like these they're not the same like i didn't say that but i go that see it's like only twice and she goes well your hair's a lot longer than hers and i'm like oh. it doesn't look it right now because i have looks like i have a bob haircut even though my hair is literally down half my back because it is so curled i left there i was embarrassed to walk down the street even i was like oh, i have no. to go home and fix this and I, then i didn't have time to fix it and so i just go you know it's probably not as bad as i thought and then the red carpet photos, which I know everyone will look at. I, do, I don't begrudge you. I would do the same thing. They are, I mean, my biggest mistake, I just want to say I know what I did. My bronzer is too crazy. I contoured wrong. I did not, my lower eyelid, I didn't do enough makeup. I put too much whitening on the insides of my eye. I, um, and there, and my face just looks all one color, even though I did try to contour. I didn't have a good, I don't have any lip color on, um, and I tucked my hair behind my ears and then it made this little like Amish curl come out. I mean, I had, there's no mirror before you walk on a red carpet. I, there was nothing I could do. I was in a dark, I got into an Uber. It was pitch dark inside because every Uber here is their fucking windows tinted. So you have no natural light coming in. Um, I'm blaming everyone else but myself, but I'm really, uh, it's because I didn't spend $4,000 and kill those kids in Africa. And that's really what's the, the problem is you here. You saved the money though. And that's yeah, okay. and what am I gonna do with it? Like, what? Open I a should, shelter I, you for know black what I should only do? dogs. I should donate four thousand. I should donate thirty something hundred dollars today that I would have sp spent to make this all right in the world. Oh, good. And I'm gonna consider doing that. That's I will good. update you. Ask me next week what I do, but I'm gonna be more generous this week with money because I need. If I was so such a good person and I saved that money, I better put it towards something fucking good and and good for that's the world. Nice. So I'm going to I'm going to look into something and I'm going to try to maybe help some people out today with the money that I saved to justify how shitty I looked on the red carpet. And if you look at my picture today because you betrayed my trust, if you are one of those people, you have to donate ten dollars to someone's GoFundMe. That is the that is the rule we make besties. You're allowed to go look at the picture. But if you do ten dollars to a GoFundMe, just go to GoFundMe.com, find one that suits you and you show me proof of purchase. And then you can look, then I will grant you access and you will not have to feel bad like you betrayed me, Bestie, because you did betray me if you didn't donate $10 to a GoFundMe. That's the rule. I'm I sticking to it. I hope you got to the end of the podcast before you Googled it. If you already looked, you better go to GoFundMe right now.com <laughs> and look it up. 
find a charity it's ten dollars to see those photos and a lifetime of pain for me all right guys thank you so much for listening to the podcast this week really worked through some shit i think anya hit the nail on the head of the podcast this week where she goes i think you need to go to therapy instead of using iheart radio's dime to work out your shit oh but i, I love hope it, it helps someone too. out there what'd you say i love it here too i'm not saying okay. you shouldn't you, you know what like, like th- i by it's the way me. i am going to therapy <laughs> like i do go to therapy i guess i just need more of it but thank you guys so much for listening. And that wasn't me being like, I guess I need more of it, Anya. I was just being like, I literally guess I need more of it. That wasn't me being passive aggressive. Um, happy birthday, Matt. Happy International Women's Day. And Urgis, uh, don't be cool. And just spend the money, bitch. So you don't look like a fucking dried up housewife. Season one. Bye. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts If you dare. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.